Welcome to the Impressive Digital Marketer Podcast. If you're a brand manager or a marketer, entrepreneur, or you're just interested in everything digital, listen up, because this podcast is for you. We're Impressive, a digital marketing agency in Melbourne. We've put together this podcast to cover some of the most current topics in digital marketing. Every two weeks, we'll be talking about subjects related to SEO, PPC, and Facebook advertising. Some of the industry's experts will be jumping in on the mic for each show with a different set of hosts every fortnight. This podcast is run by you, the listener. So reach out and tell us what you want us to talk about. All right, should we dive into the world of digital marketing? Welcome to episode one of the Impressive Digital Marketer. My name's Caleb Wynn. I'm a senior account manager here at Impressive. With me today is Russ. Hey there, Caleb. I'm Russ. I'm a digital strategist here at Impressive. Uh, I've been working with businesses for about 12, 13 years, been in digital for about six years. Love digital, love helping businesses. I'm pretty pumped for this. How about you, Caleb? What are you, uh, how'd you get here? Yeah, so uh, you know, I've been working as account manager for a little while, uh, a few years in the digital space. Uh, you know, really enjoy the breadth of the work we do here. So getting to work with a whole heap of different businesses in different industries. Cool. Um, look, we're together today to talk about voice search. Uh, it's one of the most important factors in 2018. Um, certainly, kind of the way we see our industry headed uh, in the next few years. We really wanted to introduce the podcast and talk about voice search. But I figure, what a better way to do it than to get Google to introduce the podcast for us? Hey, Google. Introduce our podcast. Welcome to episode one of the Impressive Digital Marketer podcast. Today, we will be discussing voice search. So I was just thinking, you know, how much I use my own Google Homes. I've got a couple in my house, living room, bedroom. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend, not a big fan. She's a little bit of a late adopter. Yeah. Um, but what have you found you've been using uh, voice search for? I remember when you got those at home and you were trying to, uh, it was almost like you were like working for Google. You're trying to tell us all in here how cool they were and you've got to get these Google Home things for you. Um, so oh, I haven't got a Google Home yet. Um, my wife wants me to and I'm sure the kids would love it. But uh, I use uh, voice heaps for Google Maps for when I'm driving, especially I'm on the road quite a bit seeing clients. Uh, so I, I like to be able to you know, do it safely, ask Google how I can get to a certain place and then have it actually direct me there. Uh, voice search has actually boomed heaps in recent months. Apparently 41% of people that use voice search have only started using it in the last six months. So it is really kind of that um, you know, part of that early adoption still-ish phase where we're sort of just the, at the bottom of the crest of the wave. Yeah, excellent. I know I would like to consider myself an early adopter, but looking at kind of the trend in, uh, in voice search, I myself was very hesitant to get on board to start with. I did think it was a bit of a fad. Yeah. I'm fully on board now. I use my Google Homes and my assistant on my phone all the time. But what do you say to some of our clients that have come to us and, and kind of think it is a bit of a fad as well? Okay, so I would say a thousand percent it's not a fad. Voice search is where we're heading. Like there was a big survey at the end of last year asking, you know, internet marketers, uh, SEO specialists about what are the biggest trends happening for SEO for 2018 and beyond. At, like across heaps of different surveys out there, voice search was the one thing that kept on coming back. This is where SEO is heading. This is what's happening. So it's not a fad at all. And there's some really key things with voice search, which are going to make it more and more important. Voice search actually allows results to come up a lot quicker which is what people want, you know, especially, especially millennials, Caleb, you know, that want that action really quick, that instant gratification. So pages actually load 52% faster on voice search than they, they do for a, a normal sort of search. And then the thing is like back in 2016, Cortana already had over 100 million monthly users. Can you believe that? That's huge. 
Uh, on top of that, technology is just becoming more and more sophisticated. Voice recognition programs are getting better and better. From 2013 through 2015, the voice recognition software, I, I know for Google, increased from 78% accuracy up to 92% accuracy in 2015, and it's just getting better and better. So they're picking it up a lot more. There's 50 billion searches per month happening already, and it's just going to keep on growing. One frustration I do have with my Google Home is uh, when I ask it what the greatest AFL team of all time is, <laughs> uh, the response isn't the Essendon Football Club. Yep. So there, I I guess it falls in that 8% margin of error there on that one. <laughs> Look, so what you're saying is businesses do really need to prepare for the, the surge in voice search. You know, as we saw the trend in sort of text-based SEO as well, you know, moving away from that keyword stuffing and just trying to mention it, you, the phrase as many times as possible. Now we're trying to get more natural, uh, natural sounding phrases, search terms. Is this something, you know, businesses really do have to prepare for? Yeah, they really do. Because you, you need to think about the characteristics of conversations as the first step, because the way people are going to do these searches via voice, the way you actually ask a question via voice, a search via your own voice as opposed to typing it in is, is, is really different. You know, on smartphones, you almost need to think about people's smartphones as being like their virtual personal assistant. You know, it's, it's a little robot that they hold in their hands that they're actually going to ask a question of as opposed to just punching in one or two words, pressing enter and letting it come back with a response. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think Google have really nailed that too. It's, it's the app you use is called Google Assistant. And it, it does integrate everything from your calendar to your maps, everything all based around voice search. So when you can ask, when's my next meeting? How long do it, will it take me to get to work? All of these things are integrated into that assistant. Mm. So are there any tools out there we can use to sort of help figure out what these phrases are and what, what we can use to optimize our site for? Yeah, funnily enough, not quite yet. You know, most keyword research tools are still skewed for written search queries, but Google reckon they're, uh, they're going to be changing that at some point soon. Uh, there is a really cool tool out there, though, called Answer the Public. Have you seen this, Caleb? Yeah, yeah, with the, uh, the angry dude on the front. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. So basically, uh, in, our, in our show notes, there'll be a link to Answer the Public, but basically it's like a, it's like a tool that you can punch in a topic and then it actually punches out to you a whole heap of different long tail type uh, search queries which you could then, um, you know, be trying to optimize your website for. Yeah, cool. And another fun thing to do with that tool is if you don't put anything in for a while, the, the video of the man, he gets, he gets more and more frustrated, more and more aggressive yeah, yeah. Uh, trying to prompt you to put something in. Yeah. So look, personally, when I'm, you know, doing a voice search, I'm usually looking for sort of stuff around me and asking about kind of local things. You know, where's my nearest pizza shop? Mm. You know, where's the nearest pub with a happy hour? Yep, yep. Uh, that kind of stuff. So is it is it really important to sort of consider that local SEO uh, for for optimizing for voice search? It's huge. You know, for a couple of reasons. Most of these uh, voice searches are happening on mobiles. So it's as people are actually moving around, they're really active. And the thing is that phrase you just mentioned there, near me, you know, where's a pizza shop near me, bottle shop near me, nightclub near me, etc. That actual little extension on that search near me has grown 130% year on year. So the thing is, you know, if you want to get a haircut quickly on your lunch break, you're going to say, you know, closest barber near me sort of thing. And that's the sort of search which is happening more and more. Now, what you need to do to make sure you're capitalizing on that is that your website contains all your local information. So you need to have your city, your address, your opening hours. This is basic stuff. You know, I always tell people if your website hasn't got that stuff on it, it's like handing out an empty business card. Like, what's the point? You've got your name on it. Great. How do I find you? Where are you? How do I contact you? These are the sorts of things which you really need to be optimizing your website for as voice becomes bigger and bigger. Outside of that, you need to make sure that all your landing pages are optimized with local keyword data. And then you also obviously need to make sure that your Google My Business listing is in, in order and up to date. If you haven't got a Google My Business listing, that's probably you know point number one for any type of local, local SEO. Just uh, yeah, Google it, Google My Business, 
Google, Google my business and figure out how you can get one of those for yourself. For sure. Or I guess, or even, you know, ask your assistant what Google my business is. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm sure the voice results will uh, be there for you. Yeah. So yeah, Russ, as you touched on earlier and, you know, myself being a millennial, we do really want things instantly. I want my coffee straight away. Yeah. I want my Netflix to load without buffering. Yeah. I want the same from my voice Why search. are you so impatient? Like, seriously, <laughs> can, can you just give it a second? Yeah. It's happening. It's coming. Oh, mate, you should see me on the road. If, <laughs> if you don't take off and that light turns immediately green, I'm on the horn. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think, you know, and the same with voice search. When I ask my Google assistant a question, I kind of want the answer straight away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, how it gets that information to you straight away is what we call the featured snippet. You know, if you were to look up uh, right now, search text-based search in Google, how long does it take to cook gnocchi? It'll give you a response right at the top. And of course, if I asked my Google assistant that, it would read that response out to me. So that, that featured snippet or position zero, as we often hear it referred to, are there any tips or golden tickets of the way to get your website right in there? Yeah, unfortunately not. There's no guarantee to make sure that you'll actually have your content featured as a snippet. There's definitely ways though that you can improve your chances. Firstly, you can provide a clear answer to common questions. So it's a good idea to proceed your answer with the actual question so that Google can actually pick it up, what the content is focused on. You need to make sure that you are optimizing your website because it's mostly high ranking pages that get featured as a, as a featured snippet. So if your website is not SEO'd at all and you're showing on page 150 billion, you're probably not gonna get that little snippet at the top there. And then you just need to answer questions in, a, you know, in an interesting way. You know, use images and graphs and bullet points, really easy to follow steps that'll actually you know, give users a better chance to understand your answer. So some of the tech guys have been talking to me about uh, the stuff that's on the site. And it's not just about the stuff users can see. There's some other magical back-end things they've ta- they're talking about. Yep. What, what do they mean, Russ? Yep. So if it's te- the tech guys, they're probably talking about cryptocurrency. But <laughs> possibly they might be you talking... You can't say Bitcoin, you're right. <laughs> they're possibly talking about microdata. So this is basically the stuff that's happening uh, inside the code, your site's source code, as opposed to the stuff that your audience can see. So not all the content on your website is created for your audience, i.e. your ideal customer. A lot of it's actually created in there for, for Google's robots to pick up. So this can, for example, signify the location of your contact details, which is then gonna show up really clearly on a SERP so the voice searchers can get access to this information really, really quickly. Uh, implementing these changes can lead to some issues like dropping in rankings if they're not done properly. So you really need to make sure you've got one of those tech dudes between their crypto conversation to, uh, to get onto this stuff, this microdata. So are there any other tips uh, or tricks that business owners or digital marketers or anyone, you know, just wanting to get a little bit more exposure in voice search, anything they should be doing? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's two main things that I think are just super important. Now, the first of those is to ensure that their site is mobile friendly. That's just like a thousand percent non-negotiable. Now, just think about it. You don't, you're not going to walk into many offices and see many people shouting at their you know, at Google on their desktop, asking them questions. This is what people are doing on their mobile phones. So you need to make sure that your site is actually opening up on mobile. Uh, what you're going to probably need to do is, is try Google's mobile friendly test. Now in the liner notes for, for this show, for this episode, we'll make sure there's a link there because what that can do is it can take you, it'll open up your site, it'll check any issues you've got there and tell you if it's a really easy to use mobile device. Now, once you've done that, you need to make sure it loads really fast as well. Um, so you need to make sure that you know, you're avoiding flash and you know, really big images and that sort of stuff. And then once you're there, we need to think about the experience of users on your mobile version of your site. So you need to make sure the content is laid out in a really optimal way. People hate reading big, chunky paragraphs. That, you know, if they want to read a book, they're going to read a book. They want to jump on your website. They want big, clear headlines, probably lots of pictures, nice, clear calls to action so that they can get to where they need to get really, really quickly and easily. So that's the first thing, mobile. 
So when we're talking voice search, we're largely talking about optimizing for mobile. Now, on top of that, long tail keywords are key. Because as I said before, when we're talking about these sorts of searches, which are, are more like a conversation and less like an old school search. So I'll, I'll give an example. So for example, uh, actually, this is your, your example, Kayla. So red shoes. <laughs> yes. You love this. Good. So instead of going, let's say an, an old school type search for that, you know, 10 years ago, you might want to get your site optimized for red shoes. So you'll just have red shoes in your site lots, right? And then someone will punch in red shoes and hopefully you come up in that search. What, what's going to happen more and more is these, you know, long tail keywords where people are actually asking much longer phrases, you know, where can I find the closest red shoes to me? Where can I find a pair of uh, Air Jordan 4 red shoes near me? Where can I find an online retailer who's got red shoes? Because I love red shoes. So it's those really much more conversational type uh, searches which are going to show up more and more. Those short tail keywords have a lot more competition. They're a lot more expensive. They're really harder to rank for. But the quality of those searches compared to someone who's actually looking for, if I want a pair of red Air Jordan 4s, near me somewhere in Richmond, if that's where I am right now, you can bet that's a much, much more high quality result for a business selling that than for me just punching in red shoes. Yeah, absolutely. So we do see there are these four categories of longer tail voice searches, and you need to kind of optimize for each one of them. So we've got the first one, which is like, I want to know. And again, to use my example from before, like the Noki one, I want to know how long I need to cook Noki for. And that's not really tied to a purchasing decision, but it's more about Google giving you that instant response. The next is, I want to go. So that can be tied to a purchasing decision, like I want to go to the pub or I want to go see a footy match. The next one is, I want to do. So they're more around tied to a purchasing decision. That's, you know, even though it's not, you wouldn't use the phrase I want to do, but I want to order a pizza. I want to perform an action. So they're usually tied to a purchasing decision, obviously. And the last one that really is orientated towards purchasing is the I want to buy. So that's your I want to buy a pair of red uh, Air Jordans. Cool. So just to recap, so Google's dividing voice searches into these micro moments and they're I want to know, I want to go, I want to do, and the real money one, I want to buy. Is that right? Yeah, then absolutely correct. So, and the thing is, Siri and other voice search tools have actually come a long way since they first hit our phone. So I think... A lot of people around Australia were using it for much more practical means. There was a report on ad news which showed that most of the, uh, the application for it is really around online searches. So we'll actually have a link to that report, I think, in the liner notes as well of this show. And, you know, looking at past trends, as we've seen, when there's been a big disruption to an industry, you need to be prepared for it and you need to work towards it. So, you know, think about digital cameras, think about renting movies, all these massive disruptions have kind of run businesses into the ground. If you look at sort of Kodak and Blockbuster. So the way voice search is trending and how easy it's becoming and how it's so user-friendly, obviously we're kind of predicting the industry is going to go this way. Yep. So businesses do need to kind of adapt uh, and evolve into that so that they don't get left behind. Alrighty, so we're, we're going to have to wrap up. Russ, can you just give us a bit of a rundown on the sort of key takeaways from this and what businesses need to be doing in order, in order to capitalize on voice search? Yeah, for sure. So I think first and foremost, when you're thinking about voice search, think about writing copy for headlines and text, which is the way people talk. Okay, so you're thinking about those long tail type search terms, uh, which are going to be, get picked up a lot more with voice search. Outside of that mobile, 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 this is where voice is happening. So you need to make sure that your site jump on those links which are in the, in the line of notes for this show and make sure that your site is actually opening up properly and quickly on mobile. And then just make sure that your site is really optimized for localized searches. So it's happening on mobile, it's happening via conversational type searches. 
and it's happening for local searches. So you need to make sure that you're getting picked up in those by you know following those three things. Yeah, nice one. Well, I think maybe the perfect way to finish this podcast off is to uh, ask Google one of those longer tail keyword searches and uh, see what we get. Cool. Okay, Google, what is your favorite podcast? My favorite podcast is the Impressive Digital Marketers podcast. Episode one has the most attractive host guest combo with Russ and Caleb. Alrighty, thanks, Russ. Uh, Definitely some awesome insight there. So like we said, we really want the users to kind of drive this podcast or the listeners. Uh, So if you could like and subscribe as well as give us some feedback. What topics do you want us to cover? Uh, What questions do you have? Uh, And I guess one thing I want to find out is, do you guys have any of those little cool quirks for your Google search? So, you know, you can ask those really weird questions. I remember Siri used to be able to ask it where to hide a dead body and it would say to Metal Foundry. Uh, So any tips like that, definitely leave those in the comments as well. And while you're in the comments, if you've really liked what you've heard, write us a five-star review. Other businesses are going to be able to hear this content as well if we shoot up those rankings. So on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever platform you're listening through, say nice stuff, write us a five-star review, compliment us, just make us feel good. We like to feel warm and fuzzy, so just make us feel good. Caleb needs it because he's a millennial. He needs to feel good quickly. Yeah, if you could actually do it instantly because I'm all about instant gratification. Yeah, excellent. Cool, thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers.